Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, all right, all right, all right, and happy Friday, everyone in Facebook land. If you're watching this on the recording, YouTube and iTunes, this is Coach Lois Kofi. Super excited and fired up to have you guys here as a part of my live broadcast of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. I'm your host, sales trainer slash podcaster. Super excited to have Mary Jenkins with us today, and I will introduce her shortly. If you guys um, are looking to to give this December, um, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, tis the season, it's, it's going to be a different kind of message today. You know, I've had health experts, wealth experts, people of, of uh, coaching and wisdom, and today is going to be a different kind of wisdom. And if you're feeling like you're the giving spirit, um, I have an amazing guest today who has an amazing, timely message for this season, Cancer Can't Stop Christmas. Um, so Mary, I'm so excited to have you here today. And I want to also remind people, if you're tuning live, go ahead and comment below, hashtag live. And that's part of the benefit of being a part of this Facebook community. You can comment below and say where you're tuning in from and network with like-minded people. And you can also ask questions later of our amazing guests. So I met Mary, actually, she was a referral from one of my past guests. so grateful for Frank introducing us and just a little bit about your story. And then I want to have you take it away. Um, Mary, you're a two-time breast cancer survivor. Um, You had active treatment and you turned your pain into your purpose, which I love that story. And you founded the COC, an organization that provides emotional support and financial assistance to active treatment cancer patients. You're also a mother of three sons and you were a widow by the age of 25. So you've had a lot of life experience, Mary. I'd love for you to share with our audience today a little bit more about your story. Oh, well, thank you. And I am so happy to be here. And hello, everyone. Uh, when I hear you read and share my story, I'm like, man, I really have been through a lot. Um, but I'm thankful to have been through a lot and still be here. I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm thankful for that. And so, um, yes, I was actually a widow at the age of 19. Um, duty. He was in the army. Um, and we had been married for two months and 29 days. And he unfortunately had a heart attack at the age of 23. And so I have been a widow all these years. And that was, um, traumatizing to say the least because, um, we were newly married. Uh, and you know, then I ended up moving to his city, which was Savannah, Georgia. And I moved there, you know, to start a whole new life and, you know, be near his family in case his family wanted to, you know, spend time with my son and, you know, go from there. And so that was an experience. I got to go to college. I went to Savannah State University, um, which is now 
well, was Savannah State College. It was it's now Savannah State University. I went there and you know was was enjoying life, doing all the things that you think that you're big and bad enough to do. Uh, <laughs> when I think about it, but then you know I moved to Columbus, Ohio in 1995, and not knowing going to do, I ended up in the homeless shelter. And so I had a homeless shelter experience and it was like, oh my God. Then I had a house built and then I got the house got foreclosed on because of you know taxes not being escrowed. So so much has happened. But I had no idea there was still more to come and that it was going to lead me to my purpose. And so mm -hmm. in 2006 is when I got diagnosed with cancer. And I got diagnosed uh, with stage three, almost stage four uh, invasive ductal carcinoma. So it was triple negative and the, you know, people are like, how did you find it? And I said, my son, my youngest son and I were wrestling because um, I'm super mom and we were wrestling and he accidentally elbowed me in the chest. And when he did, it hurt. And I mean, it hurt to the point where I was like, I'm ready to cuss. I'm about to cuss. And, you know, I've been in ministry for 30 years. So my son was like, oh my God, mom's about to cuss. Um, you know, I don't sound right. I try to, and, and but a couple of days passed, and I went to the emergency, and the ER doctor was like, "I think I feel something, but I'm not sure." And mm -hmm. you know, you should get a mammogram. And I was like, "A mammogram? I'm only 38 years old. What do you mean? It's not time for me to get a mammogram. Um, I've got two more years before, you know, because they say get a mammogram at age 40." And so, I went in to have a mammogram done, and when they did it. The process just took longer than I thought it should, which mm. now you have that feeling, you know, you're like, hmm, I had that hmm moment. And mm. so um, the result was, hey, Miss Miss Jenkins, we do see something on your film um, or on your, your scan, and we'd like to do a, um, an ultrasound to measure it, and then we'd like to do a biopsy to see. And when they did the biopsy, it came back and they, they're like, it's definitely cancer. We just don't know what, what grade. And so I was like, wow. Okay. So then I had to kick in, my faith kicked in and I was like, okay, the sickness is not unto death, <laughs> you know? Okay. You know, by his stripes, I'm healed. Okay. But the reality of it, I didn't know. And it was very, um, it was trying for me because I'm single parent. And was like, you know, I've got, I've got my sons and now here I am battling high grade cancer and who I get emotional. Um, my doctors told me that I'd be lucky if I survived five years. And, you know, so that was like, that was a thing. So like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm working. So I'm, I'm, I'm working, single parenting. I've been told I'm battling cancer and I'd be lucky if I survived five years. And oh my God, what am I going to do? Mm. And so I started chemo. Um, and, you know, when I started chemotherapy, I was taking adriamycin and cytoxin. So if any of your listeners have ever battled before, you know, breast cancer specifically, they know that's one of the high grade ones um, or two of the high grade ones. So I, I was doing chemo and I was getting sick like all the time. Every time I turned around, I was throwing up. I mean, weak, didn't want to get out of bed, but I still had to go to work because I had bills to pay. Well, there wasn't anybody that was paying the bills for me. And so one day I got to work and I really wasn't feeling well. I went into the bathroom, threw up all over the place. 
And I got so weak that I couldn't walk. So I laid down on the floor and my employer came in and found me curled up on the floor. And they were like, you know what, Mary, we think we need to help you out. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to let you go so you can focus on your recovery. And I was mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, that is so good. You know, thank you. I'm not going to have to get up and come to work early in the morning. I'm going to be able to rest. You know, I'll be able to, you know, try to, you know, gain strength and, you know, thank you. However, it did not dot on me until it was time to pay the bills. Because mm -hmm. when they let me go, I got, basically I got fired. <laughs> and in, in being fired, I still to pay. And it was like, oh, my God. And so I had went through my little savings. You know, I did that. And it was like, I still have to pay bills. And so I went up to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. And I was like, because, you know, they, they breast. They the breast people. Race for the cure. For the cure. Pink ribbons everywhere. And yep. so I figured I'll contact them and get help. I got breast cancer. They the breast people. Breast plus breasts equal help for breasts. So I thought, well, when I learned <laughs> that they don't use their money to help people. Well, they, they, they use their money to fund research and make certain people can get mammograms and give out awareness information, which are all great things. But what I needed was help with the, the rent and the electric and the gas and the water and the car mm -hmm. note and the car insurance and the cable bill and buying mm -hmm. food, you know, those things that weren't stopping just because I had been diagnosed. And they didn't offer support there. And so um, they recommended I contact the American Cancer Society. So I reached out to them and found out that they don't do it either. And I was like, got to be kidding me. You know, people mm -hmm. think that these are the places that people battling cancer can turn to to get the help that they need. There's right. some help, but but this, time, this, this gap wasn't being addressed. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went and I, I tried to apply for public assistance and got turned down because I hadn't been unemployed long enough. And so, you know, for me, I was like, me and got to talk. And we have to talk. I'm going to go to the church and I will talk in the sanctuary. So I contacted, attended and asked if I could, you know, spend some time in the sanctuary. And they said yes. And so I was having a heated conversation, you know, because I was like, you know, God, I'm trusting you. And I don't understand how now I'm about to lose everything because I can't find anybody to help me pay the bills. It doesn't make any sense. And finally... Um, the church leadership overheard me and you know, they offered to provide support. And so they actually offered to pay my bills for the rest of the time that I was in treatment, wow. which that was, an, I mean, you talk about a blessing. Whew. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, great, great. And then I thought about it. I was like, that's great for me. But what about all the other people that are battling cancer that need help? What about yeah. them? You know? other breast cancer patients that don't have anyone, somebody's got to do something um, to make people aware of where the money is going and isn't going. Mm -hmm. And so you know, pastor was like, well, Mary, you know, <laughs> why not? You're right. Someone needs to. And I was like, right. Someone, not me. You know, and then it dawned on me <laughs> that he was saying me and it was like, oh my God. So, okay. You want me to be the one. Oh, unexpected. And so I started telling my story everywhere and people were like, I had no idea. You know, I don't want to give to those organizations. Can I give it to you? And I was like, sure, you can give it to me. I'll find somebody to give it to. My church paying bills. So I'll just find someone to give money to. 
And that's what I started doing 15 years ago. And so for the last 15 years, you know, I have been literally raising money to give to people that are battling cancer just so that they have the comfort of knowing that they're not going to be evicted or the lights aren't going to get cut off or the car's not going to get repossessed. And so we've been doing that. And when I started the organization, it was just breast cancer because that's what I knew. Well, when we were four months old, I got a referral of a woman that had cervical cancer. And I told her she, we couldn't help her because she had the wrong type of cancer, which that, that is right. But I did because at the time we were only breast cancer. And it was like, you know, what's the right type of cancer? And she was like, I understand. No, no, I'm the one that can fix this. And so I reached out to my board, explained that I never wanted to tell someone they had the wrong type of cancer ever get in life. And they were mm -hmm. like, are you sure? And I said, yes. So we changed our mission to include all cancers. And mm -hmm. then they, people started from all over Ohio. And then they started coming from across the country. And then they started coming internationally. And I was like, oh my God. So by the time we were a year old, we had gotten our first application for assistance from Canada. So yeah, it was like, oh my God, we are official. We're international. Oh. And so it's been a tremendous journey. Um, we're not grant funded. We actually are funded based off of donations of people um, that hear and understand who we are, what it is that we're doing, because you know we're not out there. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not driving a Mercedes Benz, living in the big house, making half a million dollars a year, a quarter million dollars a year. I'm not. But what I am doing is is spending all of the time that I'm able to being a voice and an advocate for someone that's in the toughest battle of their life, just so that, you know, they don't have to worry so much. I mean, if I can just ease their stress a little bit, I've done my job. And so that's what I've been doing for the last 15 years. And, you know, you mentioned that Frank brought us together. Frank has, has watched the organization. He said, I've got to put you in touch with every person that I can, because we've got to get the message out. People mm -hmm. are out there. You know, and I'm, you know, I've said, you know, there's somebody out there listening somewhere that wants to give a $50,000 donation, a $100,000 donation, a million dollar donation, because mm. people are doing that for cancer research. So why mm. to help the man that's battling cancer or the woman that's battling cancer, or even to help the parents that have a baby that's battling cancer, because mm. kids get diagnosed with cancer as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it impacts people. I was just going to say, I didn't want to interrupt you. It was so good. I'm so grateful that you shared all of that because I, I did a lot of uh, fundraising for cancer for a decade and I was so upset and disappointed in finding out a lot of the statistics and things that you shared. So I'm so grateful that you're able to share your being here, you know, turning your pain into your purpose, I truly believe is one of the, the things that kept you running, right? Kept your heart ticking, kept you alive because if you were supposed to be gone by what 2011 it sounds like according to the, the doctors yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah five years and so what we did actually at five years we had an i made it party um and so my i made it party was either i made it and I, or i made it and i transitioned and i went on and i'm in with the lord so, you know if in heaven and so we were like i'm and i made it party and that was just the and it was like all things have to make it to the i made it party whatever that's going to look like. And that, you know, of course I went through and then, you know, I got diagnosed with cancer a second time. 
in 2015, you know, and then, oh, you know, tell it all, tell it all. In between the first battle and the second battle, um, I had reconstruction surgery that failed and it put me in a nursing home for six months where I was for my life. So, yeah, I, I mean, when I say can't, me and cancer have gone toe to toe and I'm like, I am still here and I am still going to share the message because there's people out there that need the help. And I will be that voice until, until until I don't have a voice. I will be the one to share the information and ask people. People are like, she has no problem asking for donations. No, I don't. I have no mm. problem whatsoever. And people are like, well, how are you so comfortable? And I'm like, because it's not about me. It's about mm. that person that's facing eviction. The person mm. that's lights are getting ready to get cut off. Is the mm. person the car is going to get repossessed or whatever. Just whatever. It's about them and their battle with cancer. And so my job is what we call like the care center. Um, it's, it's the word care, which is an acronym for creating amazing recovery experiences. And that's what mm. we want to be through the COC. We want to be that the ones that help people in the toughest battle of their life. That's amazing. Uh, so amazing. I mean, uh, your story in and of itself is just so timely also because there's so many people, you know, whether it's been COVID impacting their finances, whether it be, you know, job loss because of COVID, you know, maybe not their health, but their career. Um, I know I've lost a couple friends to, to cancer this year. It's, 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 uh, there's not anyone I don't know that hasn't been touched by loss, grief, financial situations. And so it's really important for you guys to hear this inspirational story, because how do you keep moving forward when your health, your wealth, and, and, and wisdom or sanity is feeling compromised, right? Is just listen to this woman's story over and over again. I want to acknowledge, um, we have some people watching, Mary Elizabeth from um, she's sent her, her sympathy uh, from earlier on, and she's uh, tuning in from the Southern California desert. And she just shared with us um, that she currently has a family member who is fighting cancer. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know who this is because that doesn't give me your name. Um, it's why they like to donate locally instead of to big organizations, because then you know where they are going. Um, so knowing that the holidays are coming up, we're in the holidays. I mean, it's, it's happening. Um, no, no matter what you celebrate, you know, there's a lot of, even people already in, you know, off mode, um, and people that are struggling. And I know you have this amazing program and the opportunity to donate, uh, for cancer can't stop Christmas. So can you tell us more about that? And I'm also going to put the, the donation link on the screen as well. So I'm going to, I get emotional when I talk about it. So I am a baby myself. <laughs> um, so I was born on December 25th and growing up, I never really celebrated my birthday just because it was a holiday. But when I got diagnosed with cancer and going through all that and then finding out that kids get cancer and then thinking about how their families struggled financially. And, you know, I, I saw a lot of places that were doing Christmas parties and, you know, they would, they would invite the community to, to give an, un, an unwrapped new present you know, the feel goods. And I saw the kids going to the, the kids were thankful that they were getting something, but they weren't exactly crazy happy that they were getting, you know, what they wished for um, because, you know, their families were struggling. So they, you know, chances are they weren't getting the Wii system, you know, or the iPod or just whatever. And uh -huh. so I was like, man, cancer can't stop Christmas. It just can't. 
And so the, the heartbeat behind Cancer Can't Stop Christmas is to make the wishes come true. Mm. And so, um, you know, the very first year that we did it, it was so amazing because it was, a, you know, a family. We, we had, gosh, we had like 100 kids. And then there were kids that didn't think they were going to get what they wished for. So we send a mess, we send an application out to families that have a child that's 17 and under and say, what do your kids wish they could get for Christmas if cancer wasn't an issue? And, you know, we mm-hmm. make sure that it's age appropriate and stuff like that. Um, and we, so we create a spreadsheet that has the names of the kids on one side and then their wishes going across. And we raise mm-hmm. money for the purpose of getting the kids these wishes. And we're like, okay, and there's nothing that, I mean, they can wish for anything as long as it's age appropriate. (laughs) Um, Because we did it one year, we had a three-year-old that asked for a 52-inch plasma flat screen TV and a Nintendo (laughs) system. (laughs) Hey, right? All right. And so, of course, you know, we ver- we called to verify him, and the mom was like, yeah, that's what he wants. And I was like, OK, can I talk to him? <laughs> and he got on the phone. He's like, hi. And I'm like, do you know what plasma is? Mommy said that's what I need to ask for. OK. <laughs> so we ended up getting the, getting a, a, a age appropriate TV with a, a small leapfrog learning system. So you could have the Nintendo's feel kind of sort of. But it was educational. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And so we've been doing this now. This is like our 14th year of raising money just to be able to provide wishes for the kids. Because I'm, I mean, I'm crazy enough to believe that on, you know, when the kids go to the other parties, they're thankful. Yes. And then on Christmas morning, you know, there's a strong chance that they're not going to get what they wished for because the mm-hmm. family's struggling financially as a result yeah. of, you know, dealing with cancer and and not all families are, but there are more that are that aren't. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm crazy enough to believe that when they wake up on Christmas morning and, you know, they don't get the presents then they feel some kind of way. And so then here come my group says cancer can't stop Christmas. And then we get to provide them with the wishes. And, you know, I always tell the story. And I don't know if they're listening. They may be there's a fish family. And I always tell them, mm, cancer can't stop Christmas, and that there will always be frozen dipping dots. <laughs> and I say that because their son Sam battled cancer. He had osteosarcoma, um, mm-hmm. and they ended up um, amputating one of his legs. And all he wanted for Christmas was a frozen dipping dots machine. They were sold out. In Columbus, Ohio, they were sold out in Ohio. Every place we checked, they didn't have it on Amazon. Every place was sold out. And that's all he said he wanted. I was like, got it. We got to get it. And so on Christmas Eve, I went on Amazon and they had one. And we got it. And then we provided it to him. And the smile that he had on his face was priceless. And, you know, unfortunately, Sam has passed away. There will always be dipping dipping dots, and his parents now um, celebrate his life and his legacy because they created a foundation called the Sam Bish Foundation that provides um, awareness, emotional support, and financial assistance to chil- to the families of children that have battled pediatric cancers. And so that's a blessing in itself. And I'm like, ah. so when it comes down to Christmas, 
you know, being able to get the kids what it is that they really, really wish for, it just means, it means a lot. It just does. I love it. I love that you're, you're, you're serving all ages, all walks of life, all forms of cancer. So guys, just as a reminder, if you're just tuning in, because I know we've had a, a couple new people join us, please hit the share button. And you'll also notice I do have the the banner going across. If you're here live, comment below with your questions. Even if you come in later, um, Mary is a part of this community. So if you're inside Facebook and you want to find Mary, she's inside the Healthy and Wealthy and Wise platform. Um, so you can comment below. Obviously, I, I dropped the link in the, both the show notes and um, down below in the comments so you guys can donate and know that the money is really going to an amazing cause. I mean, I, I, I've had times where we didn't have cancer. We just didn't have money to do anything for our kids for Christmas. So I know that sometimes I, I really am more about giving and, and teaching my kids to do that too. So if you're out there listening, maybe instead of giving presents, maybe you can give someone else presents through Mary to these people who are, are really struggling um, during this holiday season. I love it. I love it. Um, what else can you share with us today? We've got a few more four minutes here. Um, anything that you've learned about resilience or about the cancer community or, or anything that you can impart wisdom to our community today that you haven't already covered? That you haven't already covered. I will say this, um, and this is something that I love to, to share with others, and it's dealing with resiliency. Um, it's important to share your story. And the reason is because there's somebody out there that is waiting to hear it. You may not even know the person, um, but just mm -hmm. in sharing your story and being vulnerable with what happened to you. Cause like when I talk about cancer and I express that I don't have any breasts, you know, people are like, Oh my goodness, you, you, you sound so confident, even though you don't have any. And I said, because I had to learn whether or not I have one breast, two breasts, no breasts don't make me who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. And, sharing the story. And so for all of the listeners, I encourage you to share your story, whatever it is, whatever it is, because there's somebody out there that is waiting mm. to hear it. And the words that you speak literally will impact their life. I love that. I am so grateful for you to bring that up because I think, you know, you've heard the phrase, make your mess, your message. You turned your pain and, and lots of it, I might add. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, you are a saint. You are uh, an amazing inspiration. And I know you have a book also, so I want to get to that in a second. Um, but guys, uh, watch this again and share this with, it, they don't even have to have cancer. I mean, a lot of people are struggling for sales, you know, especially around this time of year. And I think it all comes down to the greatest, every, the greatest story ever told is your story you know, your story to be able to be open and transparent so that whoever is supposed to hear it will be inspired and you just might save or change a life as a result of, of not keeping it all to yourself, right? Correct, correct. And so, and you mentioning the book. Um, so I, I authored the book, it's called Destined to Overcome. And I even have it. Do you have a copy there? Oh, Destined there to Destined. overcome. Yeah, Destined to Overcome. So I wrote this book while I was battling, uh, well, the, the, the spirit of the book was while I was battling cancer. 
while I was going through, I just really heavily relied on my faith and on scripture. And so then a few years ago, a friend of mine was battling cancer and he was unsure of, you know, the level in which he was going to be able to make it um, because it was, you know, it was uh, metastatic. And so I told him I would, I would search scripture and I would give him something and I'd give a message with every scripture and that it would be for him because he's destined to overcome. And so I created this book and the, it's a daily declaration to win at life. So each day there's a different scripture, it's a different conversation and then a call to action. So it's not like a, it's not a, meant to be a religious book, but it's meant to be a tool just to help people on this journey. And so just to give you an example, like today is the 10th. And so on day 10, see the topic is believe. <laughs> and so the scripture is Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe all things are possible to him that believes. And so when we're going through life, we get to where we overcome is when we believe. And so there's a whole conversation about it. Um, believe. And then the call to action is what are you believing? To write out what are you believing? And mm. every day it's a different one. And so this book, um, it is available on Amazon. It's $15. Okay. Um, and if you actually, um, one of the things that I do share, if someone wants a signed copy, sit to me and I'll get them a signed copy. Um, so that way they can have that as well. And like I said, if you, but if you, and you order it from me directly and um, I give you all that information if that's what it is that you want. So, but yeah. Okay, cool. And I'll make sure to drop that information in the show notes, Mary. So if you can maybe let me know how you best want them to contact you. Um, since we're almost out of time here, I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. So it's going to always be there um, for posterity. But I love that you have a call to action because a lot of people have what I call inspiration constipation, right? They like to read these motivational quotes, but then the action isn't there. So to have that built in helps you overcome, I think much bigger, much faster. So, so thank you. I've got one more question for you. Um, but so don't, don't go anywhere yet. I just wanted to okay. make a um, couple uh, really quick announcements. Um, next week uh, we have Sarah Elkins. She's going to be on here and we're going to actually be talking about, um, you know, something more about your, your strengths. We're going to be talking about strengths and how to, really find and connect with others as well as yourself, um, especially through the holiday season. I think it's a great time to be talking about relationships and, and how that can be impacted also through your business as well as personal. And then, um, so that's next Friday. Next Thursday, I have an online networking event. If anybody would like to uh, meet and expand your network globally, um, it's next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm also gonna be doing a 15 minute TED talk um, about the 12 week year, how to get more done in 12 weeks than most do in 12 months, a nice kind of tee up for 2022, because we got less than really like, what, three weeks left in this year, guys, less than three weeks left in this year. And I know a lot of people are, are planning um, what they want to create, uh, what do they want to get out and create in 2022. So if you're interested, I'm going to put that, that link in the comment section below, as well as in the show notes. So I'm super excited to have you guys um, check that out as well. So if you guys saw value today, um, as we wind it down, please again, hit the share button with people that you care about. 
And then, um, as, as most people know who've tuned in every week, I always close asking my guests the same question. And I'm super excited to hear your answer, Mary, because you've lived, you've lived a lot of life. You've experienced so, so much wisdom. And so when you hear the phrase, healthy and wealthy and wise, Mary, what does it mean for you? Yeah, it, it means everything because how can we really make an impact in this life if we are not healthy? And then if we are not wealthy, and that doesn't necessarily mean money, but it can be um, our passion, you know, the, our family relationships and everything, and then wise. Be, having learned lessons, because I am a firm believer that every experience we have, there is a lesson and there is a blessing in it. And so healthy, wealthy mean everything to me. I love that. And sharing that wisdom, right? You said share story. Um, you could impact someone today. So I'm just going to share your link one more time, guys. If you want to donate, and this is a great season of giving, and if you're thinking, gosh, who can I give money to or make a, an impact with, um, go to thecocares.org forward slash donate. And if you want to be a part of this amazing Healthy and Wealthy and Wise community with Mary, myself, and a lot of other amazing guests week after week, please join us. Uh, go to Facebook and look for Healthy and Wealthy and Wise or go to healthyandwealthyandwise.com. Until next time, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth and your best wisdom. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Mary, for making an impact today. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at Lois at LoisKofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy and wise.